Hello, my beautiful beanies, and welcome to The Bean for Thursday. First with yesterday's news, I and Glenn B were looking back at Wednesday. Uh, Helen Clark, remember her? She's uh, jumped back into this uh, cannabis uh, vote debate. Uh, what does Kerry McIver think about that? Uh, is 60 too old to be a CEO? And uh, we've got some more Harker talk. Love a bit of Harker talk, don't you? But first up, uh, Kiwi Build, it's all starting all over again. If you've got the choice to buy a house, which a lot of young people don't, yep. uh, if you have the choice, you should, because it gives you security. And ultimately, what we're all looking for from our homes is security. Yep. But if you're looking to move, if you look, if you're young and you want to move to other places, have job, you know, lots of flexibility, then renting still makes a lot of sense because it gives you the flexibility to do other things. But you must save. You must save for your retirement. You can't make. You can't just go out and spend all your income because you're spending less on rent than your mortgage. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Because all the governments around the world are telling us spend now, spend, get the economy going, and you're telling us to save, save. It's very confusing. But I, when, I t- when the outlook is so depressing, you don't want to spend, right? You want to save. Exactly, yeah, that's yeah. true. And I guess that is the one thing at the moment. Interest rates are so low, the wholesale rates, and for what you can get. So, anyways, last thing from me: there is uh, with this new proposal just announced twenty minutes ago, family and friends can combine their ten thousand dollars first home grants mm. and KiwiSaver to buy a house together. That's a really good thing, isn't it? It is, and I think it just allows you know a lot of people to kind of pool their resources to get in there. Again, I don't think it's going to make sense for most people, but for some people at the margin, this will be a really big thing. Mm. And you know, we're seeing this already in terms of families living together. Even with my neighbors in a relatively good neighborhood, you've got older kids coming back to stay with their parents because they need that help to be able to save the deposit. So this is a really good step forward. Okay, so uh, there's somebody who seems to be all about it. Uh, he's the minister in charge of it. You must have a target. <laughs> My target is to build um, as many homes as we can as quickly as we can. My listeners are texting me already saying no targets, no accountability. Oh, look, there will be absolute accountability. Every month I'm going to publish a dashboard of critical and key um, housing figures, so that will be the number of Kiwi build houses built sold, consented, in the pipeline, contracted, all that kind of data. So that will just be routinely released every month. But in addition to that, it will will be the whole suite of housing policies, all the figures that we have around that, how many state houses we're building. So we had a target of 1,600 this year, we've built 2,200. So people will be able to see every month exactly what we're achieving. And look, to be perfectly honest with you, Andrew, some some months this dashboard will be good news and some months it won't. But I'm you just said you just said you, your target was sixteen hundred. You built twenty two hundred. Though we understand one hundred and thirty nine Kiwi build houses are. Are you conflating, of course, uh, housing New Zealand houses and other housing uh, programs into Kiwi build then? No, not at all. What I'm saying is Kiwi Build is one part of our housing policy, but they will be separated out and reported on um, within their category. So when we say the public housing numbers, there is state houses and other um, social housing mm. that we will also report separately, because you're right, they are separate things. We will uh, report separately on the number of Kiwi Build well, houses. Well, for the but, sake of clarity, can we keep just to Kiwi Build? Because we do, I do sure. understand that Housing New Zealand is on fire in terms of uh, much of its build at the moment. But Let's just keep to uh, Kiwi Build. If we say 139 was built in the past year, uh, uh, could we say you'd be satisfied if 200 are built in the next year? 
Um, look, what we do know that we've got the figures that we've already got out that there's been 139 that um, have been sold to eligible buyers. So that's the figure that we've got there. We've got um, 239 that have been completed. Of course, that will drop down to 190 once we remove the houses that we're going to release to the open market. But look, we know there's more in the pipeline, but this was always going to be a scheme that ramped up. I just think it's worthwhile putting it in perspective. When the first Labor government embarked on its housing program of building state houses. Um, it was um, this time of the electoral cycle, two years in, before anyone moved into the first of those houses. Yeah, my general feeling was that she was sort of making all the right noises, but seemed a little bit, I don't know, I'm the new person, um, I'm kicking ass, taking names, and I just, yeah, it seemed almost overconfident in a way, and I just wonder if that was the same problem as last time. Anyway, I'm, done. I'm not going to judge, prejudge, let's see what happens. Uh, and we can't count the cannabis vote until it actually happens, of course, but Helen Clark uh, has tried to sway it back towards the, the yes end of the scale. Does she sway your opinion on the decriminalisation of marijuana? And is it really 80% of people have tried marijuana? Seems an awful lot. I mean, that's not 80% of it, people using it. But it seems an awfully high number. I really do wish, too, that we weren't having the discussion about the decriminalisation of cannabis at the same time as we're discussing medical marijuana. I think it really does cloud the issue. But would it really be as high as 80%? Have you tried it? If you did try it, did you give it away quite quickly and think, this is not for me? Did you give it away because it was against the law? It was something that you you were more fearful of getting a conviction then you wanted to get a high or a buzz through cannabis. And should the two be completely and utterly separate? I would have thought the medicalisation of, of marijuana was one issue completely and utterly separate from the decriminalisation of cannabis. There would be plenty of people who would vote yes to medical marijuana and no to the decriminalisation of cannabis. I think they should be separate. Interesting that Kerry's so sceptical about um, the, the 80% figure of people trying pot. Um, I would have thought that was probably about right, if not slightly low. Or am I just on drugs? Uh, is, it, is, it, is 60 too old to be in charge of a whole company? Uh, what does Kate Hawksby think? She's nowhere near that, of course. Funnily enough, this Aussie businessman himself's no spring chicken, Kevin Seymour's 79. But he clearly still feels energetic enough to espouse his opinions on fellow CEOs. He says there are exceptions to the rule, but by and large, those over 60, he says, are out of touch. What a load of crap. Surely corporates are more interested in age and experience and curious minds. Surely someone at 60 has more to offer a CEO position than someone in their 30s. Whatever happened to the value of life experience? He says over 60s don't offer much value. I would have thought with the world awash with millennials and gig economy jobs and Instagram influencers that a 60 plus CEO has a wealth of experience, knowledge and wisdom to offer, which is probably quite unique. Not not all over 60s, obviously, but anyone over 60 still actively interested in being a CEO is obviously bringing more than just a few grey hairs to the table. I think it's a dangerous precedent to start ruling out one whole sector of society. Apart from anything, it's ageist. And why is ageism allowed when sexism and racism aren't? Where's the outrage? If this had been someone saying, hey, don't hire women, 
or don't hire people under 30, we'd never hear the end of it. People 60 and over, newsflash, can actually still be sharp, interested, intelligent, current and have things to offer. They can be digitally savvy. They're often curious enough to keep up with latest trends and further educate themselves because the older you get, the less arrogant you are, the less you feel you do know. The older you get, the more you want to learn. Or do we all just shut off our brains at 60? I don't think so. So maybe next time you want to voice your opinions about people almost 20 years younger than you being out of touch, Kevin... Look in the mirror first, mate. I um, certainly wouldn't want to be a CEO at 60. Or ever, really. I don't like being in charge of things. Um, I don't, I'd prefer not to even be at work by 60. Um, or 50. Or, what am I now? 40, 44. 45, something like that. Uh, come on, Lotto. That's basically what I'm saying. Uh, we're going to finish up with a haka. Oh no, a haka debate. The other thing I see that Hayley Holt has come out and she thinks that the haka is overused in rugby. And I think she makes points that a lot of people would agree with. I haven't read her comments in their entirety. I kind of read the gist of the headline. She says it's done too much. I think they did it against the Tall Blacks against Montenegro. I kind of agree with her, but I'd also like to say that in some ways I've probably changed my tune. And just because I have children in the early stages of education, particularly the school and the play centre they are at, it seems to be such a big component of it is the hucker and all that. And the kids genuinely seem to love it. And that's not from encouragement for me because it's not something that, um, that I've ever been, you know, someone to be involved. You know, I don't think I've ever been involved in a haka. So, you know, this is unprompted. They see, Children seem to genuinely love it. And if a rugby test is on, I'll say to them, oh, you know, the, the rugby's going to be on soon. I'm going to watch it. You know, you guys are going to go to bed, but do you want to stay up for the haka? And they love the haka, and they love the national anthem. Both things I've always thought, have, you know, have been um, not my bag. Wait, stay up for the haka. Is he talking about games that start at 7.30? It doesn't seem very late to stay up. Um, also, I've got this disturbing mental image of Marcus doing a haka now. I'm just imagining him bare-chested, slapping, waving, stamping. And I can't get it out of my head, and now I've said it, you probably can't get it out of your head. Sorry about that. Sorry to leave you with a disturbing mental image at the end of News Talk ZB. Um, I'll probably do exactly the same kind of thing tomorrow when we do it all over again. See you then.